Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is Monday, and we come on strong with Mr. Greg Dickerson. How are you doing, sir? Doing fantastic, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for bringing your wisdom, creativity. Thank you for being a part of uh, book number two, right? 15 Conversations with uh, Real Estate Millionaires. Uh, but what I want to talk to you about in this first video of three today is I expect a crash in transactions, but I don't see that also leading to a crash in price. I get a lot of questions. Uh, you and I sometimes disagree on where value and price are going. So I thought no one better to ask. Uh, so uh, you want to have that discussion? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't think we're going to see a crash of any sort or any, you know, meaningful amount in housing because there's just so much pent up demand and not enough supply out there. There just isn't any inventory. So, you know, real estate's hyper-local, your Sunbelt areas, you know, that's where the biggest demand is right now and the lowest amount of inventory is. There are a record number of units in the pipeline. So like I've been telling everybody, if you're going to see an adjustment, you're going to see it in new construction first because builders will liquidate. They can mm -hmm. and they will liquidate the fastest and you know, mm -hmm. start cutting discounts. But, you know, you're talking about transactions. We're already seeing a little bit of a decline because rates they're rising much faster than you and I thought. And, oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. You know, we, you know, my whole target's always been you, you will see a fundamental change in behavior at 4%. At 5%, you know, that's just a whole different market. Mm -hmm. And, you know, pretty much, you know, rates get over 5%. You know, that that will really, really change the market mm -hmm. in terms of values. You'll, you'll see a lot less demand. You'll see a lot less, you know, ability for people to pay the same amount for housing, you know, because that, that changes, you know, what you can borrow by a hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars if you're paying two thousand a month, you know, fifty thousand if you're paying a thousand a month, whatever your mortgage payment is, you know, it really affects what you can afford to buy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as far as transactions, we're already seeing that dip a little bit. Yeah. If rates continue to go up, we'll see it dip a lot of bit. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. but from yeah. a from a crash standpoint, you know, you got to define that. What are you talking about? 30%, 50%? You know, what do you really what do you really yeah? Mean? So let's put so. I'm going to use 20% is kind of the number, right? Anything less than 20% is a correction, not a crash. 20% over is a crash in this very simple example. Yeah. Uh, but this is kind of how I see it. So you and well, I- Mortgage applications are already down 15%. So oh, no. are those yeah. transactions? You, you know, so, yeah. you know, and then if you look at pending sales, I think pen, there was a report out the other day, pending sales is already down double digits, right? Yeah, uh, down 7% for the month, month on month. And yeah, I think it was 16% year on year, something like that. It, it's, yeah. it, it's already happening. All right. So um, you and I have always agreed, right? As interest rates go up, the market's going to change. We were off by 1%, right? You thought at five, I thought at six, the game changes. But, but really what I see happening is I think rates are going to double and they're, they almost have, right? Off the bottom. I think the bottom average was 2.7%. And we already have mortgage rates for lots of borrowers at 5.4 or higher. So they've already doubled off the bottom. They're get, they could race to 6% before the year is out. And I didn't think that was possible, right? I thought they would top out in the, the low fives, like 5.2. But where I'm, where I'm going with this is, let's just say interest rates double. I think transactions fall almost immediately. To your point, we're already seeing it, right? Interest rates double from where? What do you, what do you so mean? So they get to six. <clears throat> they go from the bottom, they go to 6%, right? Okay. So snap our fingers. Sometime this year, they're 6%. I think that destroys demand, right? So I think less people can qualify. To your point, they borrow $100,000 less. They, their, their pool of available properties that they could buy. But also, 
I think what is not being said is I think the consumer psychology, the thing that I followed for 30 years is now damaged. And that's a big deal because now they just, now they're frozen in place. They don't want to move. I think we obviously have the war. We now have rates. We have, you know, I believe double digit inflation in reality. Um, lots of, lots of negative things. And I think the consumer is going to step back. I think they've been burned in the housing market because they've tried and didn't get. And this is the reason I think transactions collapse is because we're also going to see the move up buyer stay in place. And as you know, when a move up buyer decides not to move, that impacts two or maybe three transactions because when they sell, they also buy. And when that person freezes, that, that destroys the whole tree of transactions. So uh, I really do think transactions are going to implode. I think transactions fall 25% this year and could be down 50% peak to trough. And I think peak was 6.2 million shares. So we could be in the low threes maybe next year or the year after. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, so the buyers that will not be affected, obviously, are cash buyers. There's a large, you know, what would be interesting to track would be, you know, what percentage of the sales are cash? What percentage are strict, you know, Wall Street investment firms, you know, that have unlimited funding to buy properties? Because those two segments of the market are not going to get taken out. Correct. Arguably, that'll pick up a little bit as prices decline and transactions go down. But that's not a huge portion. I think, you know, no. Wall Street represents maybe 1% of the housing stock in the country. But private landlords are a big chunk. I mean, that's probably 20% people like yeah. you, mm -hmm. you know, that own single family rentals and, you know, your audience that are buying those types of properties. Um, so, you know, those people will get priced out of the market because the cash, it won't cash flow. Yeah, Unless you exactly. put a huge chunk of money down and then your cash on cash return is nothing. Yep. Um, it's going to affect the short-term rental market because those deals won't make sense anymore. Yep. <clears throat> and then it's going to affect your retail, you know, your retail, you know, permanent home buyer in terms of their affordability. So, you know, like I said, you know, we are seeing it now already. So I, what I said was 4%, you'll mm -hmm. start to see it happen. Correct. 5%, you get over 5%, you'll see it, you'll see it fall off a cliff. The housing mm -hmm. market will come to a complete halt. Mm -hmm. And guess when that's going to coincide right around the summer when the housing market dips anyways, it always yeah. slows down in the summer in most areas. We're in the spring buying season this and is, you're already yeah. seeing it dip. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how fast rates go. I mean, I'm surprised we're, we're almost at 5% now and we're at that threshold. Mm -hmm. And that 5% that I'm talking about gets all the way up to 5.99. So yeah. you're almost at six. You you're know? right. Yeah, you're right. But yeah. if it goes over six, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say what happens to transactions at that point. I mean, a lot of buyers are going to be taken out of the market. House prices aren't going to adjust that fast. I mean, prices exactly. aren't going to substantially adjust between now and the end of the year because most people in their homes either own them outright or they have very low debt because most of the houses that have been bought in the last three years are, are sub 4%. And in the last year, what, twos? You yeah. Know, sub 3% in the twos? That's exactly. The, the thing that makes housing an interesting thing, because I agree with you, naturally speaking or logically speaking, when transactions go down, you typically goose that by lowering price. Naturally speaking, that's an economic cycle. It doesn't work for housing because that mom and dad who are living in that home, they got to live somewhere. And what we've just seen is huge rent growth. So for most people, it makes financial sense by hundreds, hundreds of dollars to stay put. This market is going to lock up. When rates get to 6%, transactions are going to be few and far between. 
because not only is demand damaged, as we've talked about, but what I want to tell people is supply is going to be damaged. Because again, mom and dad, 2.8, 3.1% mortgage, they got to live somewhere. Yes, they're sitting on equity, but they won't flip and sell because if they go somewhere else, they're going to have less in quality, less inferior, higher rent. It's that what we are going to enter because the Fed took rates too long, too low for too long, is now a decade of ice age in housing because demand is destroyed at 6% and supply is destroyed at 6%. The only people that are going to sell are the ones that have to. And that's lots of people don't have to sell. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people, yeah, they have long-term low interest. So this is the biggest difference between now and 2008 and nine. And, you know, we're not speculating. You know, we went through 2008 and nine. Oh yeah, both of us. I was right in the thick of it, very heavy. I mean, I had, I don't know, 30, $40 million worth of real estate, you know, Mm -hmm. at the time. And a lot of it were single family short-term rentals in the market that I was in. And I had some commercial stuff as well. And we saw it. The fundamental differences this time are... There was, there was a ton of construction in the pipeline that was happening at the time. So real huge inventory levels. Mm-hmm. Um, so that got wiped out. So yep. a lot of builders are, were taken out of the market after 2008, nine and did not come back. Did so not we come have back. not kept up with the demand from new units with the population and the millennials are the biggest buyers right now in the mm-hmm. market. So that's a pent up demand that's there that we can't service right now. But there's record housing units in the pipeline right now that have been slowed down because of the pandemic and supply chain issues that are going to be delivered at a price point, you know, well above where the values are going to be by the time they get done. And a lot of those contracts are going to fall out. Um, The other thing was subprime lending, you know, in other words, lending to people that aren't qualified with little to no money down, Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's no doc, no income verification, and then the exotic products, you know, like negative amortizations, you know, payment option, you know, loans where you could pick your payment, Teaser um, loans, and, and, yeah. you know, short term interest only. Yeah. So, you know, we're not in that environment now. Most of the mortgages that have been originated, I think those short term interest only are less than, you know, probably five or 10% of the mortgage market. Adjustable rate mortgages as initiated up to 2021, I don't have 2022 data, uh, was 2%. So right. 98% so that, yeah. fixed. So I think it's, I think this year it's even less because yeah. the, you know, I mean, people are like, you'd be crazy not to get a permanent mortgage mm-hmm. long-term at these interest rates. The other thing is we were in a, um, you know, different environment from a work requirement relocation situation, yeah. you know, relocating, relocating for work requirement situation. Now that's not a thing. People can mm-hmm. work from wherever. So people that have bought these houses, millennials that are locked in and they want to change jobs or careers, they don't have to move now like they did before. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in the pandemic, we've worked through a lot of that relocation. uh, And there's already like people going to New York and, you know, there's apparently, you know, um, those inventory levels have been, you know, uh, eliminated, you know, the vacancies have been eliminated and there's, yeah, there's record low vacancies in New York, 1.5%, never seen it bidding wars for rentals. uh, Yeah. It didn't take long for that to reverse course. You know, and that's a lifestyle choice there. But that was a lot of people that left. Now they're coming back, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, basically people don't have to move anymore like they did back in 2008, 2009. You had to move if you wanted to change your job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different environment, you know, in terms of it's really interesting because we have so little inventory and so much demand. But again, it's all because interest rates, you know, yeah. and 
you know, people could, it wasn't like you got more for your money. Mm. It's just everything went up because money was so cheap and it's everything all the way across the board. So yeah, everything again, risk, it, risk through, is being repriced right now. Right. Deflation first. And now we're repricing. Yeah. So we're in the second leg of this. And you know, the other thing that people forget, nothing has fundamentally changed from a monetary policy standpoint yet. We are still in a very talk, easy yeah. monetary policy environment. Yeah. Rates are still record lows, you know, yeah. not where they were completely, but yeah, I mean, it went up 25 basis points. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're only at an effective rate of about 0.37, yeah. you know, or, or you know, in, from like the Fed that. rate standpoint. Mm -hmm. Look how much mortgages have jumped on a 25 pace, basis point hike because of treasuries. Treasuries yeah. are going through the roof because investors are fearing recession. So what are they doing? Inverted yield curve. They're going mm -hmm. into long-term bonds, mm -hmm. you know, at a cheaper rate than short-term bonds. Short-term mm -hmm. bond rates are rising because nobody wants to be in those. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it's, it, you know, and the Fed just recently stopped buying mortgage-backed securities. That's going to trickle through to the mortgage market. So it's going to be more difficult to get mm -hmm. a loan. Those requirements are going to change. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, lending, you know, requirements are, are going to be more stringent moving forward. So, you know, that's the other piece of the puzzle that really affects what somebody can buy. The ability to borrow the money, cheap money, and, uh, you know, the Fed backstopping everything with those low rates. Yeah, again, I think, I think one of the unintended consequences is going to be a three to five year period where if you're a real estate agent, real estate broker, mortgage broker, it's going to feel like the ice age. Because I think we're going to go from 6.2 million transactions, and that's just purchases not even including refis. And, um, you know, that's going to go down millions of transactions. Yeah. Refis are dropping through the, you know, dropping like a rock right now. Yeah. It'll be down 75% here pretty soon. I, I talked to a mortgage broker on Wednesdays and yeah, it's, I think it's 60% already going to 75. So yeah. And they again, all went through it in 2008, when you couldn't borrow, you know, nobody can borrow money, you know, I remember that mortgage market changed <laughs> fundamentally. And, you know, a lot of people got out of the mortgage business. Oh yeah. Yeah. So again, I think what we're going to suffer through is, um, we're going to see demand. Everybody sees demand destruction coming in real estate. I want to remind you uh, that because of what's going on with rates, we're also going to have supply destruction. I don't think anybody is talking about that. Again, it is a very simple equation. Mom and dad sitting at home with their kids. They, they, they're in a house, 30-year fixed rate debt, less than the cost of rent. They are not going anywhere. People will not make financial decisions, generally speaking, that injure them. Uh, housing is the largest expense for most people. They're going to go, honey, we're going to, we're sending $1,200 off to bank of America. Why would we send 2000 off to the landlord? Let's stay put. So I think supply and demand get destroyed at 6%. Uh, Greg, how can people find you? Yeah. Greg All my info is there. All my social media profiles, go check it out. Thanks buddy.